This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is October 23rd, 2019, the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW versus NXT. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I am joined once again by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary to talk about all the AEW versus NXT action tonight. Uh, Matt, did you watch both shows live as they aired? Yes. What'd you think? I thought they were very good. Raj, we were talking about this off the air. The quality overall was very high. Do you agree, Matt? I mean, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the girls' match on AEW went a little long, um, but again, I'm picking nits here. Yeah, I, uh, if, for me, it was kind of the same deal as every week. Uh, I, I feel like the aesthetics of NXT just kind of tire me out after a while with all the dark. But they had the angle of the night with Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, gives him a fresh coat of paint. That was the hottest thing I think on either show. But um, AEW, I found again. With the arena, the setting, it's just easier to watch for me, my personal taste. Uh, but I thought, you know, both were both were solid shows. Again, Wednesday nights, you know, like I say, it's my favorite night of the week for wrestling right now. But they're not. NXT was the only thing that had something that's keeping me sucked in for next week. AEW has had good matches. My favorite segment of the night with Jericho and Cody. But as yeah. far as having something that's hooking me to keep on watching, as far as you know, uh, strong promos and, and you know characters. It, outside of Cody and Jericho, they're not really doing it right now. That's what it's missing right now is that there's not enough promos, and maybe that's their difference. Maybe their difference they're trying to go with is just more action-packed wrestling. But too much of anything then mm-hmm. becomes static. It becomes the same noise. It's like promos. If somebody screams and yells in their promo the entire time, every time they talk. Hmm. Or they talk really quiet the entire time, every single time they talk. It has no effect. Yeah. It doesn't pull people, draw them closer <clears throat> to watching and pay closer attention to it. Yeah. And when I'm talking about promos, I'm not talking about like the WWE 15 minutes, you know, no. every hour. I'm talking about, and I mentioned this on Twitter, what NWA power with what they're doing right now, where it's a mix. You got your matches, you got yeah. your promos, you got your characters. Uh, I, there are things about NWA power that, you know, I, I don't feel like a non-wrestling fan would watch it. Right. But um, for for me, as far as the, the mix of promos and, and matches, it's, it's a good mix. And they have the ability to steal time by going right from their promo segment right to the room. Right, yeah. You know, like back in the day, they used to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're, uh, they're, not, they're not trying to draw that anyway. They're trying to just give today's fans, I think, they're just drawing on today's fans' uh, power. I don't think they're specifically trying to get that mainstream audience. Yeah. 
do you feel though i mean they're still doing the youtube videos every week and they're trying to advance some story there lay foundation yeah. do you think that that's a mistake in the sense that we we all watch wrestling with other people we all watch wrestling with people that aren't as hardcore fans as we are uh we've talked before about you'll have a casual <laughs> fan that will see a promo or an angle and they'll be drawn in and they'll say oh what is this i i'm curious i get invested i want to watch I think by doing so much on YouTube and not using their two hours on cable, they're missing an opportunity. Here's why, Ezra, really quick, Raj, why I'll disagree. Because they can post that all over their social media platforms. Every wrestler can post that all over their social media platforms. Mm -hmm. All those wrestlers can ask their non-wrestling buddies and famous celebrity friends, could you please post this on your social media? And everybody's going to get a, a hit on watching that. In my opinion, a hell of a lot more than being on a no-name network like TNA is. And just where it dies. Do you know what I mean? It dies a slow death because nobody's watching. I hate oh, saying that. It's my old company, but it's the truth. They're dying a slow death over there. And they are moving to access next week. But I, you know, Glenn, to your point, if they could get on cable like a real station, I'm sure they would. I mean, Billy Corgan said before they debuted that that was originally the, the goal is to have this be a hit on YouTube, build an audience, and then get a real TV deal. Uh, obviously, they don't want to do something like TNA with Pursuit, what they had for a year where no one was watching them, and right. then Twitch where no one was watching them on that either. On okay. YouTube, you're reaching a ton more people. Um, I mean, we'll see where it goes. I enjoy it a lot, but you know, as far as YouTube views go, they had near half a million for the first. They dropped down to 280 for the second. Last night's was, again, last night's is still generating views, but it's at around 128,000. So it's a steady decline every week um, and quick. I don't know the views they were getting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Although YouTube views, I think they sound impressive, but when it comes to advertisers, when it comes to people in the know, YouTube does have a lot of flaws in its algorithm and how easily it Big can be time. gamed. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. How often do you watch a video and something else pops up right after before you have a, t a chance to stop it or pause it or move on? I mean, that's all the time. So you get all, all these videos get extra views just by people accidentally, you know, seeing them. So yeah, it's not a, a YouTube view is not the same as a, a TV viewer. When you the ratings and YouTube viewers are not right. anywhere close. Doesn't the TV viewer have to be registered for fifteen minutes, like one quarter out before it's considered? I think uh, it, well, they they measure it by quarter hours, and I forget if they need to be watching for three minutes per quarter hour to, uh, or if it's on that quarter hour, but. Um, the overall viewers is the average of, of those quarter hours. I will say this. It's funny how with YouTube views and even Twitch views, people talk about that and are impressed by it. But look at what TNA was doing towards the tail end of its TV run. And it wasn't even breaking on television more than 100,000. No, on Pursuit, it wasn't doing 10. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're, if you're talking about uh, Pop and and uh, Destination America, they they were you know they were doing a, a couple hundred thousand. I think under hundred thousand, uh, a hundred two hundred thousand towards the end at uh, yeah. at Pop. It's crazy. So uh, big headline tonight. That I'm sure everyone tuning in, regardless of whether you watch both programs live, is Finn Balor appeared to have a heel turn, uh, attacking Gargano and Champa at the end of NXT, and perhaps aligning himself with the Undisputed Era. Um, Matt, yeah, Matt, what, what's your take on this? I hope he doesn't join the Undisputed Era. I hope yeah. that's not what they're doing. He's much bigger than that. He doesn't I need agree. to be doing that. Um, but like I'm turning heel, I'd like to see what that does for him. 
Yeah, I can't see Ballard joining a group where he's not the leader. And Adam Cole's already the leader. You know what I mean? And I think if he was joining the Undisputed Era, he would have flashed that signal at the end. But instead, he did the he did little... the guns. He did the Bullet Club guns uh, pointing at Gargano. So I think it was a he- it was definitely a heel turn. But I think he's kind of doing his own thing. We'll probably feud with Gargano. Do um, you, is there any way possible that they could... WWE is able to figure out a way to use that naming rights to that group? Bullet Club? Yeah, no way, right? Uh, Why they I, have I, the club, the original club? The right. They got the OC. <laughs> that's that's Balor Club, Balor yeah. Club. That's why they did Balor Club in the first place. Balor Club was terrible. It sounded like a yacht club, like like like. like <laughs> do you know right. what I mean? Like like, like a, a soccer club. A polo shirt I would wear <laughs> that would have an emblem here that would say Balor Club on it. <laughs> hey, that's nice. Oh, some yeah. love from the fans. Thank you. Um, who, I want to talk- who put that up right now? You right? Bob the Builder. My, yeah, my yeah, I did. I did. Keyboard. Um, I uh, want to talk about one other high level thing because this got some traction on Twitter tonight. Wins and losses matter in AEW. They keep saying that. We keep seeing these records flash under each competitor's name when they come out there. Are they going to have to have seasons and reset that count at some point? Because it does seem. Six months in, a year in, everyone's going to have somewhere between maybe a 35% and a 70% win record. And it's going to look kind of ridiculous if you've got double and triple digit numbers out there and you're ranking everyone by, you know, be. fractions. I, and I wouldn't see anything. I wouldn't see a problem with that if they did that, actually. If they, if they, did, if they said seasonal as far as both ways, seasonal being where well, they actually took time off, let the, let the wrestlers yeah. get maybe two months off of TV, a month off. I don't know, something like that. But or they just do an actual like WWE does a draft. Mm-hmm. They would just do we're resetting. You know what I mean? At this point, they give us like six months heads up as fans watching the show. Six months from now, they are going to reset these records. And so you have so and so who has the highest win loss percentage record better be wrestling for the world damn title on that last show leading before they reset their season back at zero and zero each wrestler. I yeah. like uh, a fan of ours, uh, Josh Lucy. <clears throat> tweeted at me that it should be perhaps like a ski ball and uh, they should be able to cash in their wins for a title opportunity. I suggested that maybe a tag team could pool their wins together to get a singles opportunity for one of the competitors. Yeah. Cause if you just do a general reset, like let's say for their Memorial day pay-per-view, cause that was their first. So that's almost like their annual, that could right. be their, like their WrestleMania. The only thing is that wins and losses that last month, because you got your pay-per-view matches set going in, then for everyone else, the wins and losses don't really matter if they're just going to reset. But if you did it, like, uh, maybe from a wrestler's debut, it, it counts for each year, and it, it resets. So every wrestler, it's different, depending on uh, from their debut. They got one year and then each successive year. And then you could do storylines where they got two months coming up and they need to build up their wins in order to get a title shot. I don't know. Someone else yeah. suggested there could be something like Money in the Bank where you get your record wiped clean. And that could be a great story where someone that can brag that they're undefeated. They have zero losses because it all gets wiped off. Or they get the briefcase and they start off 25 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 10 and 0. They get their yeah. shit raised and they get also to be 10 and 0. <laughs> yeah. I like this prize idea. I want someone to cash it in for like a remote controlled car or a title shot. And that could be the thing. Like in the best friends, like, like Trent really wants that remote controlled car. But he's like, no, we got to save him up for the title shot. Don't cash in your wins yet. <laughs> or just anytime someone gets a title shot, it resets. So once you, if you get a title shot, you lose, boom, you're back to O and O. And that makes it more like you really need to win that much more. Yeah. 
Why did Ski Ball stop being a thing? When we were it's kids, still a thing. Off, but Ski Ball was huge when we were kids. They got Dave and Buster's. I do it, play it with my daughters all the time. Chuck E. Cheese as well, yeah. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese was a shit back in the day. Have you been in one lately? That was one yeah. expensive ass birthday party, my mom told me. Like years <laughs> later after the fact. I took my kids once, like six years ago, never again. Yeah, now it's it's totally different, and uh, pretty sure there's eco eye in those ball pits. Anyhow, let's uh, run through both shows. We got news about WWE 2K20, uh, this week's Raw ratings, CM Punk, Crown Jewel updates, all that. Why? We, wait, wait, time out, time out. Why are we covering all that? We have two shows to cover here. Why are we throwing all this other stuff in there? Well, it's not too much. It's not too much. But let's let's uh, let's get going. Yes, AEW Dino Might tonight. Private Party versus the Lucha Brothers, both teams earning the distinction of being the first competitors on AEW to open two shows. Uh, Lucha Brothers opened two weeks ago. Private Party or uh, Lucha Brothers opened last week in a match. Private Party the week before that. Tonight, going against each other, uh, putting on a tag team clinic with Lucha Brothers picking up the win, advancing in the tag team tournament. What did you think of this tonight with Pentagon Junior and Phoenix winning over Private Party, Matt? I hate that they're in the same bracket. That's all. I, what an amazing match, though. The match itself was incredible. Yeah. I, I thought. Incredible match. I've just been really feeling private party, and I would have liked to have seen them not have to take the L. Yeah. Yeah, private party, they have improved so much over this past year. Like, uh, there were a couple of moves here and there, like, where I don't know if they were tired or what, but, they, you know, he hit, like, a kick, and it looked like it wouldn't crack an egg. He, I don't know if you noticed that. There were a couple – couple spots here and there but other than that uh they look really good pentagon phoenix look great i think it was the right call for pentagon phoenix to advance with this bracketing but i almost think he should have had private party beat the dark order it would have gotten private party even more over because the fans would have been that much more behind yeah him. yeah that's <laughs> true they can't stand on the wall what do you what, what do you think about the guy in private party always screaming by the way we never talk about that people just ignore that what the hell is that you're you're not talking about not mark quinn but the other one his partner not Mark Quinn, definitely. I, Isaiah, oh my gosh, why, why am I forgetting his name uh, right now? Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, 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 Isaiah Cassidy. Him. What the hell is that gimmick? <laughs> go back, folks, and watch. And it, it's hard because they go 100 miles an hour and they do all this cool stuff that you're like ooing and eyeing over that, like every 10 seconds. But listen closely. The dude screams every time somebody hits him with something offensive. High pitch yell. I don't understand. I need to check it out. but It's memorable. <laughs> You're talking about it. You notice you know, it. Glenn, do you know what I'm talking about or no? Uh, I mean, it didn't stand out to me. But then again, I don't know. I think He's that. He's been uh, doing it for the last four weeks now. It's like yeah. part of the shtick. Fans in the chat room, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, people are saying it's awesome. Screams <laughs> like somebody shot him. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, uh, somebody. Uh, oh, there we go. Jack Gonzalez saying the scream is over. People like the screen. No, I like it. I guess, and that's the difference for me. I guess Matt is that when I think when I think it, and this says it right there because you don't think it works. When I think something works, it doesn't stand out to me like a sore thumb. But as we've seen in this podcast, when something doesn't work for me, oh my god, I can't let it go. It's like it's like a tooth. I've got to keep flicking at. I just can't leave it alone. A tooth? Who flicks? Yeah, like you get that loose tooth, and remember as a kid, it's like, oh, don't mess with it. It'll fall out on its own. Like, I just got to keep so funny. said that my kid just did that last night in our bed going to sleep and his second tooth came out. I swear to God. See, he was doing just saying. Yeah. 
Because no, I, I, so I agree with you to that point, Matt. It's like, yeah, when something bothers you and sticks out, it, it, it becomes a talking point in and of itself and it could become distracting. It's actually, I mean, pivots into the next match, uh, which was SCU versus the Dark Order, whereas the Dark Order's gimmick, I everyone keeps saying, oh, they're the most amazing wrestlers. They were so great on the indie circuit as the Smash Brothers, but that gimmick, I can't get over the gimmick. I don't think most people can. I mean, did you hear how like the crowd cooled off in this match? Of course. Yeah, it's uh, this. I, I mean, I pointed this out on Twitter. As far as creating gimmicks, uh, AEW's had a bad start because they created uh, this, the Dark Order, and they created the Librarian stuff. And that's both of those have just been just death. Uh, so they need to work on that. But yeah, this this th- sucks. The Dark Order and and they're talented wrestlers in the ring, whatever. But the gimmick is so bad that it overshadows that. No, there's one of them that's a talented wrestler in the ring. The Viking Raider one? Yeah. No. The Stu, uh, Stu Grayson. Yeah, he's good. Anyway, I thought that was a guy that looks like he should be the Viking Raiders. No, the Viking Raiders, Uno. Oh. Wait, what? No, I meant the guy with the face paint, the skinnier bald one. Yeah, the Stu Grayson. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look yeah. like a Viking. Well, I guess, okay, the face paint looks like Viking Raiders, the body type. If he yeah. came out with the Viking Raiders, you wouldn't say it looked out of place. Yes, he's no, tiny. The dude has abs. You've got a six yeah, no, but you put him in the middle, like the Viking Raiders are his backing band. I know that Uno guy. It's funny for me to say this, but it's like, dude, somebody, somebody needs to get some of that DDP yoga. Download the app. It's the Wrestling Inc. promo code still active. Raj, use that. Yeah, yeah. Get in shape, buddy. You're on cable television. DDP yoga slash Wrestling Inc. Yeah. I'm just saying for a bigger guy like Kevin Owens owns it. It works. It's good. There's a lot of bigger guys out there right now that you buy and you believe. But with this dude, it's like... Brother, put a shirt on. Pretend you're going swimming. You don't want everyone to see that. Yeah. It's my patented move, the t-shirt in the swimming pool. Save everybody's <laughs> eyes. Um, but here's what I want to know. When the second I know, by you six... Do your aerialies show through? The aerialies? I, no, I, I don't have expressive nipples. So I think that's, about <laughs> that's, that's when you know it's time to move on. Um, when, the segment, when the segment by segment ratings come out tomorrow, Raj, what is the dip on the Dark Order match tonight? How bad is the dip? We'll see. How many uh, minutes was that match? That's how you'll know. How many minutes was that match? Uh, it, it wasn't that long. Um, Seven. I don't have it in front of me. I'm trying to edit something in the meantime. Um, yeah, it wasn't that long, but I would think there was a Matt Riddle match on at the same time. I would think if there is a quarter hour that NXT wins, it would probably be that one. We'll see. Dude, there was a completely polar opposite quarter hour going on in NXT. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It was a blowout, I would argue. <laughs> yeah. Um, after Okay, so with that, SCU won by pinfall. I almost tweeted that if the Dark Order went over SCU tonight, I was done with AEW. <laughs> like, I was well, just... Th- that's a bridge too far. I felt like fans were extra into SCU because they were facing the Dark Order and they wanted Dark Order out of there. That's why they are like, so into SCU's offense. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, SCU's over, though. No? Yeah, yeah, they're over, but I felt like they're extra over because they didn't want... They don't want to see the Dark Order advancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. Did you say who won? Uh, SEU via yes. pinfall to advance to the finals. So next week it's SCU versus Lucha Brothers for the, the tag team titles. Will be awesome. That should be awesome. Wait, the finals are next week and not at 
full gear? Yeah, they're next week. Yeah, it's next week, which is oh. good, which is good because they do need to have something built up for TV as well. You know what I mean? Not all these cold matches. I mean, they're a new company, so a lot of things are going to be cold, but they need to build up for these matches. You know what I mean? I like that they're putting in on that TV show instead of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that... <laughs> oh, Fritz Castro. That's messed up. Throwing everybody off my scent. <laughs> Uh, it's really hard to talk when those things pop up sometimes because I want to read them as a talking <laughs> and it throws me out sometimes. <laughs> so Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. They made a big point that this match happened on AEW Dark and it was so well received. They were doing it again here tonight. Um, should also be noted that during the previous match, and this is this is where I think it really showed the shortcomings of the Dark Order. During the previous match, Chris Jericho in the inner circle walked out through the crowd, mm-hmm. went up to a skybox. I did a tweet at Chris that if he wants better seats to AEW, we can use our sponsor SeatGeek, promo code INC to save $10 off. Um, but they went up there, walked through the crowd. That was so distracting that I felt like that, I mean, Matt, did you think that almost overshadowed it? The fact that you have Jericho, who is yeah, the hugest yeah. star, perhaps yeah. in all wrestling right now for some fans. Don't you think that was the point of it, though? But, okay, imagine, Matt, if you're out there in your match, you're doing your shit, you know, you've got fans. I'd be in a situation where I'd make these fans care about me so no one is walking in there in my segments and thinking it's okay to to have happen, where the rest wouldn't be okay with that, which is Dark Order's job. Dark Order's job is to make people care about them. Yeah. Or hate them. Yeah, just very overshadowing. Uh, But it was good, and it did lead to perhaps the high point tonight. Uh, But let's talk about... Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. Now, they were trying to set this up that, oh, Omega hasn't had a lot of wins lately. He needs to pick up a win in this one. Um, what did you think of this match, Matt? Incredible. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, it's fantastic. I, I thought the dark, um, what's it called? AW Dark. I, yeah. I watched it the other night. I was like, holy crap. They gave these dudes 30 minutes, it felt like, out there. It's like, this was like a pay-per-view quality match. Like, he was doing hardcore stuff. Um, Kenny. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, on the dark show? Like, that's, wow. Dude gives it his all. You can't say he doesn't. Um, he doesn't pick and choose which matches to phone it in on, you know, I'll tell you that. But uh, tonight's match, same thing. I was really impressed with it. And Joey can wrestle, believe it or not. The dude can wrestle. It's not all just hardcore he has to do. Um, he can he can throw arm drags. He can take them. He can do other things besides the – but he's now – he's kind of getting – pegged in there, you know what I mean, and sandwiched in as a, a gimmick with the hardcore stuff. If he can just figure out how to put a little bit of it in there and then showcase some of his wrestling here and there, he's going to be good because that dude's charismatic as hell. He's still finding himself. He plays to the crowd an awful lot. He did it on Dark... What was it? Was it last night? When was Dark? Last week. I just could have sworn I saw something with him versus um, Cutler. Right? Wasn't he? He wrestled Brandon Cutler. Um, Joey Janela. That was a couple weeks ago, right? No, no. Oh, was it last night? Okay. Um, I haven't. I haven't gotten to watch last night yet. You're. Yeah, you're probably right. Sorry. He, I, I, he I, got to win. He got to win versus Cutler, but he wrestled a lot in that match too. But he kept playing to the fans. He kept going up to the second turnbuckle and like, hey, look at me. And that tells me he's still figuring out who he is, which is good. I'm a fan of that. People trying stuff out and feeling out who they are because they're the ones that grow into this character that much faster. Yeah. A real character, not a version of themselves, but a real character. Yeah, and, and and this was another good match. It was completely different from the one that they had on Dark. Um, yeah. and he's good. I'm a fan of him. 
Yeah, Janela, Janela's got personality. Kenny Omega desperately needs some mic time. Uh, I feel like he can have all the good matches he wants, but every week he just seems like less and less of Did you see his big star? Oh, you're right. Did you see the promo he cut in Mexico? After winning the AAA, uh, the, yeah, that's, they, they uh, kind of like that's the Kenny they got to show. Mm-hmm. They got to yeah. show that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And same as Moxley. Moxley cut some great promos in New Japan. Hasn't had any real promo time, you know, on AEW TV yet. It's all Jericho and Cody, which they're making full gear main event heavy, which is what UFC pay per views. And we'll see how that works. But I feel like you got to give you know at least the second or third tier matches some in ring promo time as well. It's just in some cases just a minute even. Like sometimes yeah. video packages do the trick too. Britt, Britt Baker's video package tonight was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And that's what's interesting about it is that they are uh, putting on these pay-per-view quality matches with their top talent each week mixing it up. I just I want a little bit more. I want a little more meat in the mix, um, as it were, as far as the story. I mean, Matt, could you imagine you're given the opportunity to wrestle and show everything you could do in the ring? Wouldn't it frustrate you if you're not getting this TV time to show what you could do with a microphone in your hand? Eventually, yes, yes. Yeah. And again, you don't need to do a long promo and NWA power. We mentioned it earlier, how they do that. They have the studio right there, but you could have, a, you know, the announcer walk into the ring right after the match and they do a quick promo and, you know, just a couple minutes, a few minutes here and there, just say, you know, a Moxley or an Omega, just really get those characters out for people that don't know them that well. They're not, they're not that, that big on the U S scene yet. I mean, Moxley is, but uh, Omega and then yeah. there's the other catch 22 with that though do you really want kenny talking because sometimes <laughs> when he does i'm like Ugh. he's like one of my top five favorite wrestlers i love the guy i love watching but it's like that one thing i, I like get chalkboard scratch from him every once in a while when he cuts these overly now i want to say goofy but not somebody who i'm concerned that's going to go kick somebody's ass in, in a wrestling match mm-hmm. You know, he can get there. He did it when he was in Bullet Club when he first started. When he first started with Bullet Club in New Japan, his promos were freaking good. Yeah. yeah he had some good ones in the buildup with the match with Jericho cool. and Tanahashi, too. He looked cool with his letter jacket, his shades on, too. But he looked the cleaner. He looked cool as yeah. well. Uh, and we did get uh, a vignette with more of Wardlow tonight. Yes. That dude, he's hum- he looks humongous. But like they said, he what's his name? Um, what's his name? I'm terrible. Wardlow. Wardlow. Our buddy uh, Justin. Justin Labar. He was telling us that you know I'm like, dude, that guy's got to be like six six, three hundred pounds. He's like, no, he's like six. But I was like, that's what a good job AEW did of making him look like a monster in that first vignette we saw, and then tonight another. I thought tonight was another home run as well. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a beast. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know how how they bring him in, but. Uh, he, lo- name, he looks cool. With that name, it has to be some kind of gimmick, right? There has to be some sort of shtick there, right? What it, what was his shtick on the Indies? I, I, I guess that wasn't that his name on the Indies too. I think he's been using that name. That's just the name. It's not like some like yeah. an occupation that we don't know. Right? Like, you mean like Luchasaurus or something like that? Yeah, it's not like he's like a, the demonic, you know, uh, the, the keeper, the gate to hell, or something like that. With it, no, it sounds like an evil name to me. His real name is Michael Wardlow. <laughs> well, there you huh? go. Well, you say it that way, it makes it sound like he, he came from office space or something. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Is it Wardlow sounds much cooler than Wardlow? 
So hopefully they go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Warlord. Yes, I think that's where I'm getting people <laughs> from in my head with his name. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He yeah. also shares the name with uh, the the chief commissioner of the Equality Commission for Northern Ireland. Which uh, yes, it does sound Michael Wardlow does sound like a very sterile name. How do you know that? Where'd you get? I that just from? googled Michael oh, okay. Wardlow. Okay. <laughs> that's the first yeah. thing that came up. He's not even the most famous Michael Wardlow. <laughs> AEW's got to do something here with this. <laughs> Are you the most famous Matt Morgan, Matt? Yes. Although we have a very, very famous Matt Morgan attorney here, right here in my same county. And he's my friend. I yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, I share the name with like a laser spine doctor in Pennsylvania. I'm sure he gets a lot of angry tweets that's like, you're an AEW fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about. For me, what was the high point? Kenny Omega won that match against Joe Janela. By Let's the way. not talk about that. Let's talk about the high point of tonight's show, which was Cody coming out to the ring to talk to Tony Schiavone. Made it seem like he had an announcement, and then an air horn went off. And my first thought was, oh, my God, what freaking the biggest asshole fan ever brought an air horn in there? And it was Chris Jericho. The inner circle had them, and... This was freaking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing, actually. I was like, oh, come on, you dicks. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This was so good. Uh, Jericho said, what are you going to do? Come up here and face us. It's four against one. So out came Dustin, out came MJF, and out came DDP. Uh, They went up there to confront them, and we ended up with Cody and Jericho fighting into the concession area. Uh, there, There may have been Dippin' Dots involved. It was brutal. Uh, it was intense. Cody punched the, like Jericho was hiding glass. through uh, yeah. behind a glass door. Uh, the inner circle was hiding, and Cody punched through the glass, and it was cool. I mean, it was awesome. This was my favorite thing all week. And this was different. We're yeah, different. This was different. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the thing. This is this is why I say everyone's like, "Oh, you guys want too much too soon with storytelling." No, they've done some amazing things with storytelling. I just want just a little bit. Give me, give me like two two story things, two story beats, and yeah. uh, you know, a little little more each week. That's all I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, it's all Jericho. Right. Even even this promo, Jericho was the strong point of the promo. Cody looked great. I mean, he he was the yin to his yang. Um, well, maybe but, the, the Bucks and what do you call it? Santana and Ortiz, right? They're trying something there, no? Well, they haven't. I mean, as far as promos and like a segment like this where you're doing something outside the ring. Um, it, it, I mean, again, I know we're four weeks in. We'll, we'll see where they go. But, you know, trying some things with other towns, giving them something a little outside the ring, like we said with Moxley or a pack or Hangman Page. But um, this was awesome. Yeah, like I said, my, the, my favorite thing on the show was, again, Jericho's promo a couple weeks ago, and, and now this. Mm-hmm. That was funny, though, with the, with the bull horns or whatever, the air horns. <laughs> Did he say this isn't the other company with the invisible wall? I missed that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about that the other night. <laughs> you chase a guy around the ring, and as soon as he comes in the ring and then leaves the ring, the ropes like stop you from going up the ramp and kicking his ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's still, that's, I mean, that's always going to get a pop from the audience, right? Taking a shot at WWE. Those fans, yes. And the Invisible Wall, I think that's a reference to Hornswoggle, right? Where they had the the hole in the wall 
and like he could go through it and then someone else would try to and they'd get no, hit in the I head. Think it's when no what I was saying earlier. Um when the, you anytime there's a, a a brawl in WWE, um the way the heels would always leave is they'd hop the guardrail or go somewhere else and then like the baby face was like, Oh, I almost had him and he said the <laughs> ring with you know what in his hand. Uh. Stupid every single time. Uh. So this was great. I think this is going to be definitely the most YouTube, uh, most viral clip of AEW this week. Uh, and then they followed that up with the best friends with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I'll, break, I'll break this down a bit more. Really quick. Remember Nitro when Hogan and NWO were up in like the DJ booth talking smack to whomever with Rodman as well while um, there was a ring full of baby faces. They were talking all this smack to them from up there and nothing was done. The faces were like, oh, if we got up there, we'd hurt you. But they never went and got after them. Mm-hmm. It happens all uh, along. Yeah. You know, I JB, JJB Gaming saying Jericho Sam is what I live for every week. That those stuff like that is what made me a wrestling fan. Uh, Jericho versus Cody. I'm excited. I'm really excited for that match because of how they've uh, played it up on TV. I'm not that excited about uh, Omega and, and Moxley, and I feel like I should be. I know it's going to be it's going to be good, but as far as the TV build, it's really done nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit there, though, right? There's a little bit there by not by not giving us them fighting too much. I always get pissed when they let two big stars touch each other before their pay-per-view matches. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd done a decent job, except for the time Moxley put him through a plate class uh, <laughs> table, uh, coffee table. You, you want to save it for the pay-per-view, make people pay their hard-earned money to see that match. Sure, but maybe a video package showing their past, you know, Simple, something, you know. Yeah. Like it, it was barely mentioned tonight. I felt like, uh, I mean, yeah. they, they played the video. It was, but they, in the past, correct me if I'm wrong. Have they played the videos about? Oh, it was when Moxley got hurt. When 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 Kenny was talking smack about him trying to go to Japan and try to wrestle the same style he did, so he can learn everything about him. Right. And he failed, and he ended up getting hurt over it. Yeah. Um, they need to talk like more stuff like that. Yeah, and that and that was not on TV. That was on. Uh, oh, that was YouTube. a TV. Yeah. Damn, that should have made it to TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh yeah, Jericho had a line about the scarf. Uh, MJF was one of the guys that came out with Cody, and uh, Jericho goes, "You you wear a scarf? Who? What kind of man would wear a scarf or something like that?" <laughs> and what do you call Cody? Uh, a a whiny ass bitch millennial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> see. So what I think on this is with Moxley and Omega. Here's a great example of what we're talking about. Moxley and Omega should could perhaps even be bigger stars than with and get more attention than what Jericho and Cody are doing right now. But I don't think they're giving them a platform to have actual heat on TV and really advance the story there. Especially Moxley. You've got the WWE's top guy or one of the top guys. The top guys, you're right. And you're just not using them. I mean, if they need to use him, like they're using Jericho. But here's the thing: they're both faces. Yeah, yeah that's weird to me too. I feel like that's hurting the dynamic of this. Which Jericho is so goddamn money. Yeah, in Jericho versus Cody, it's a simple story that they're telling so so well. You know, Cody has never won the world title, even though he won the NWA title at all in. But they're not counting that. Mm-hmm. Cody has never won the title. Really wants it bad. Jericho's this cocky ass heel that you know no one no one can beat and thinks he's the greatest thing and and has backed it up you know over decades. It's, it's an awesome story and they're telling it week after week in in a, in a great way. Um, yeah, but 
Moxie and Omega, it's here and there. So this is a good question. They don't promote being the elite on AEW Dynamite each week. That's a you know, that's a hell of a point. Why not just, yeah, show them, it's not just showing them love. It's ho- They're helping freaking transition your superstars, your wrestlers on your roster, your pain. They're helping get their stories over on their own damn thing. They should yeah. be. Wonder if they don't want the guys kind of out of character, seeming buddy buddy with you know in in comedy segments with the heels. What, what surprises me is how they're not promoting AEW Dark more. Like mm. you have to find that yourself. Uh, they, did. they did. They mentioned it tonight. Last week there was no mention, but I almost feel like AEW Dark should be on Thursdays on YouTube, so that way you could be like tomorrow night on AEW Dark. This is what's coming up. Check it out on YouTube, as opposed to. You know, in almost a week, this is what's coming up. Yeah. I mean, I think they're figuring out the right pacing still um, in terms of what works. So Matt's going to be back in a moment. Then we're going to talk about best friends with Orange Cassidy versus the Young Bucks. Is this a case here, do you think, Raj, where Orange Cassidy is so over? I mean, he, he, he in my mind, he overshadowed this entire match night. I think now with the best friends... Uh, Orange Cassidy is just further points out how he's a star and and they're not. The pairing of them, I think, is not elevating the best friends uh, at all. I mean, the best friends they're they're like they're more over than say uh, you know the Dark Order or something like that. You know, they're <laughs> they're not they're not top guys, but no, not everyone can be. But yeah, Orange Cassidy it it made this match more interesting. Obviously. Uh, the Young Bucks being there, it shows how popular Orange Cassidy is when the Young Bucks hit and nailed him. Uh, well, why don't you run through what happened? We can talk yeah, about that's it. what you were going to say is exactly right. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, um, they got into it with Orange Cassidy. Sorry. Okay, at, the no, at the beginning. The Young Bucks went to go Sorry. to their pose, yeah. their, their pre-match pose, and then in between them was Orange Cassidy. Young Bucks took offense to it. And... Um, Oh, and they pushed him. Orange Cassidy went and <laughs> sweet shin music <laughs> and tried to like super kick him in their chins like Orange Cassidy does. And the crowd popped for it huge. Um, poor Jim Ross. <laughs> you can tell he hates this. <laughs> uh, Tony Giovanni did a decent job with it, the poor guy as well. Um, yeah. Is the next rock? Do you know that Orange Cassidy is the next rock? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah, who was it? Was it Matt Jackson? Then then knocked uh, yeah. through Cassidy out of the ring and got booed loudly. It was like when they pulled a mask off of uh, off of Phoenix oh, at that pay per view, where the fans just turned on the Bucks. But they did, yeah, yeah. and that, again at the end of the match too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's super over. I thought he upstaged everyone else in this match the young bucks did win by pinfall so of course both these teams best friends and the bucks out of the tag team tournament this was seen as the consolation match that they had tonight but yes even though the young bucks got that pin orange mm-hmm. cassidy was the clear winner of this match yeah mm-hmm. he got over but the question again you know what a big fan i am but what happens when he's got to wrestle in a single match with somebody but Jim Ross is going to quit on the air. He does a good job, though, when you think about it. Like, I don't get it. He says, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what am I? I feel like I'm missing something here. Come on, explain it to me, Excalibur. You know, <laughs> smart, very smartly. Somebody, what are you supposed to do? 
Yeah. You don't, you don't get it. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, it's at the point now with Orange Cassidy. I mean, this guy is uh, <laughs> one of the biggest draws in the company. It's I so mean, rough. and it's it's not. He's not the biggest draw in the company. I said one of the he, biggest draws. He, no, he one gets the, the biggest pop. There's a difference between oh. uh, drawing viewers and, and, and pay, you know, getting people to tune in. That's what a draw is. He gets a, a great pop. I mean, the, yeah, like the best friends get a huge pop when they hug, but they're not a draw. I think Orange Cassidy's a draw. We got people showing up, little kids dressed as him. Yeah, Cosplay. there's a, there's a I big mean, difference. Mark for him, so you know I want to say yes to all that, but it's not true. He's not a draw. Right. Did anyone ever cosplay as you, Matt? Did anyone ever show yeah, up and they're like, "I'm cosplaying oh, as Matt Morgan"? Jesse Neal, you remember Jesse Neal, right? From TNA, he was a military vet. Um, his he was tag team with the Dudley Boys. He's one of their trainees from 3D Academy. It's, okay. You yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the in the army or the navy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Long story short, his little nephew dressed up as the blueprint for Halloween. His little like seven year old went out on Halloween with freaking skibbies on, basically. <laughs> beard and mustache and, tat- and fake tattoos everywhere. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, so George <laughs> Cassidy. Yeah, sky's the limit for this kid. Uh, I think he's doing great. I think I think it seems to me that MJF and him are getting the most reaction outside of the title picture. And I say that just by people showing up dressed as Orange Cassidy and people wearing the MJF. I'm having to wrestle. They're getting the most over, I would say. Isn't that almost better, Matt? Could you imagine if you could go back in time and get super over and you never have to bump? That, that would be amazing, yes. <laughs> That's that would be the way that that's that's the key. If you can do that, then everything else is cream cheese. It is. Yeah. If you can get yourself over that, that because we're talking right now about the characters, right? Rise. I mean, Orange Cassidy. It's we get the character. You know, it's it's there are things in wrestling that are you know cute, like the the Scotty Too Hottie the Worm. The Scotty Too Hottie was never a draw. No. You're not paying a pay per view, but in a show, it's fun. But at some point. If it's Scotty Too Hotty versus The Undertaker on pay-per-view, you're not going to buy it. Um, at some point, how do you incorporate that gimmick in, into know. a, you know? I don't, I, I don't know. Or do you keep it as he's, you know, does a couple spots in a tag team match and it's just fun, yes. but you never really do more than that? Yes, and I think that's perfect. I think mm-hmm. it actually highlights, uh, highlights, it brings up uh, the best friends. Yeah. I think it raises them up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's their exclamation mark, not them. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the match, Matt Jackson got on the mic, said Santana Ortiz, we accept, and the two teams will meet at Full House. We, uh, full House, Full Gear. Sorry, it's late, <laughs> folks. We just want the Full House pay per view. Somebody do those credits. Uh, full Gear happening in Baltimore a week from two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks from Saturday on pay per view. We got. Britt Baker, a vignette for her talking about Pittsburgh being her home, a place she studied to be a dentist and learned to be a pro wrestler. She said it'll all come full circle tonight. Welcome to Britsburg. And we got Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter. Um, what'd you think of this segment and match, Matt? Jamie Hayter needs some more work. Um, oh. She's still real green. Um, as is Britt. But Britt, I like the new look. I thought she physically, like her hair, I don't know what she did, but it looked different. She looked more like a star tonight. Um, 
her wrestling's. I know it sounds stupid to say, how can somebody improve from a one week to the other? I thought she improved. Maybe that's a confidence being in her hometown like that tonight. I don't know, but she felt like a star to me tonight. The video package played a big part for me in that too. Yeah, the video package was great. I mean, it was just a showcase match. I mean, it went know. too long though, for the record. Yeah, for a showcase, you, you don't need to go that long. Everyone knew who was winning, but uh, it, you know, it was done. It did what it's supposed to do: is build Brit. She, I like how much Ross puts her over. Mm-hmm. He makes yeah. me feel like she's a big deal as well. He put mm-hmm. her in huge. Uh, so, yeah. so, after this, Jamie Hayter, what's her story, Rush? Uh, I, I mean, she's, she's you know, not someone that got plans for. She was just there to, to lose. Uh, I mean, well, she, she, she was... She was two plan. We don't have time. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying is because after there was a backstage interaction she had with Jen Decker talking about the loss, and then she interacted with Brandy Rhodes coming out, shoving her, said Brandy, Brandy started her angrily. Um, so that that's why I'm saying. I, I think this is to build an Awesome Kong versus Britt Baker, probably. I, I'm sure it's something more for Awesome Kong. It's not something for, you know, Jamie Hayter. Although they okay. could do a squash or something. Mm-hmm. So... Before Moxley and Pac get going, Pac hammered Moxley with a chair, started choking him with his own jacket, and uh, sending him into the barricade. Then the match began. Now, this did go to the TV time limit. It did end at a draw with uh, Moxley saying, uh, time limit my ass, repeatedly, (laughs) as the show went off the air. But uh, what did you think of this match, Matt? How many times did he say it? Uh, Like, until it went off the air. Like, he was just on a loop. I mean, he must have said it at least five I, times that I heard. I, 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 um, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I like that actually. That it went to the the distance as far as TV time. It, wrestling never ends that way. I, for the life of me, I could never figure that out. Why does how does everybody finish their match right in time, right before seven fifteen for Raw or whatever? You know, as a I always wondered that question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love match. I love the ending. I tweeted that I love the ending. I like that it gets the time limit over. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, to Matt, your to your point, uh, like every match ending right as they're about to go off the air. Uh, <laughs> this makes it look more real and un- unpredictable. Right? And neither guy should lose right now either. And it's a good way to get out of a match without doing a cheap DQ uh, or a count out. I, I, obviously, if you do this all the time, it's going to get old real quick. But this is the first time they've done it on TV. I'm not count not counting pay per view, but on TV. <laughs> Well, let's think about this, right? Because it I had a good sports feel to it, like that rule, right? Like, right. If it's, like, for instance, imagine if a baseball game was only given one hour of a time block on TBS, Superstation, let's say, and then the umps call the game after the, you know, the hour is over. Could you imagine that? No game would be over. Every game would end prematurely. I think they need they do need to do it more, quite frankly. Not every time, but every few weeks. Because oh, yeah. it's realistic. If you only have an hour or two hour show, how could you possibly say, like with 15 minutes left in the show, that every single match that you close the show with will finish within 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. We're treating this like a sport, I'm saying. Yeah. You have football games that go to a draw. Uh, they're rare, but it happens. It it has to happen. So I think it's a – not having time limits is kind of ridiculous. I mean, MMA, you got your rounds. You know, it's uh, – It really is. So I like it. It got it. it. It's something again. Trying to be different. Trying to be an alternative. WWE never does that. It's different. Yeah. And then after the match, Moxley, uh, you know, giving the the paradigm shift to the referee was a nice touch too. 
Oh, he gets a pop. Do you think it'd be cool if they put a time clock, like a stopwatch almost, like on the bottom corner, like they used to do on Fox oh. for DNA? They used to put it at the top of their screen. Like in the last minute? Just in general. Like if it's a night, this match is scheduled for one fall and has a nine minute time limit, let's say, and then they start running nine minutes once the bell rings and starts. Somebody like, has to have done the research on that. And I'm sure for some people. Fox back in the day. Well, I think for some people, like a football game, it would intrigue them more because they're like, oh, something really good's going to happen. There's only a minute left in this match. Yes. But for other people, they might feel like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I just joined in progress. Yeah, I'm going to watch something else. Because I, I think MMA, they don't even do clocks now. Like they do it like towards at certain points. They'll show, you know, what's going on, but they don't show it the whole time. If it's, I, uh, I think they stopped doing that. No. Oh. Yeah, I think it just gets distracting after all, especially a two-hour show. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So that was AEW week four, week four, week three? Week four. Again, this was a very good very good show. Love this show. Just loved it. Good show. I, I, and yep, they're, they're, they're all going to get hurt in the ratings tomorrow against the World Series. I think oh, pretty true. bad, but uh, yeah, it was a fun show. So let's talk about NXT tonight. We opened with Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Yeah. Hell of a match. I, I have to admit, I put this on the big screen and watched Private Party versus Lucha Bros on my iPad for this match. Thank you for sharing that with us, Clyde. Well, but I mean, that, how do you decide when you're watching on multiple devices? What's yeah. your... Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, AW always, is always on my bedroom uh, TV and out here in the living room, which you can't see behind my laptop now, um, is where I keep my NXT on. So you run between so, rooms? I'll show you right now. See this doorway right here? Yeah. That's the doorway you can't see to my bedroom. Hang on. God, I suck at this. Um, bedroom. So I stand right in the doorway, powerbombing Jackson on the bed behind that door. Um, the entire time watching both shows. Okay. That's what you do, Raj. How do you do your double screen? I got the I got the TV and an iPad, so I got TV, my iPad set up, and then I go back and forth depending on what's got the bigger segment. Well, and that's the thing for me. Switching is where I like to just keep one on each screen. I find it easier. But with this tonight, look, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. I think uh, they're fantastic. It was tough. Um, I did start watching Private Party versus uh, Lucha Brothers, but uh, I, I really think Rhea Ripley getting this win tonight. There was interference at the end from both Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Belair. What's that? Mm -hmm. Protected Bel Air, which I, yeah. which I like. I love Bel Air. It's just funny to me that the women's wrestling in NXT is, is very, very good right now. I think there was a huge void after Bailey and Oscar left. Yes. I didn't um, think they'd ever replenish him. I'll be honest. I did not. I figured WWE signed every top female talent in the country. Yeah. But, dude, there's so many good women wrestlers out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This but was a great match tonight. The characters are developed, though. That's the coolest part with the NXT the girls, for the most part. Yeah. This was a really good match. Bianca Belair is really improving. Rhea Ripley is really... I mean, it's clear that she's getting the title shot soon. Um, yeah. And she's a badass. But don't you think Belair, though, like has that natural... So, like, from day one, when I first saw her, I was like, God dang, like, something draws your attention to her. She screams superstar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, as far as star quality... You know, in this match, uh, and, and with Candice LeRae, it's Candice and, and Bianca Belair for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought this was great. 
After that, with uh, Rhea standing tall, we saw. She's a badass. I think Rhea's a badass. I Mm -hmm. I think she's. She's going to make a good foil for uh, what's her name? Candace? No. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's up with Shayna. We'll see. She could be. She could out bully the bully. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. uh, We did see Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate talking about. Pete's loss to Damian Priest last week, asking him what's next. Dunn saying he has payback coming to him. Um, after that, we saw Tyler Bate at ringside, and we had Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes. Why do you say it like that? Well, because, I mean, this was going on when the Dark Order was on TV, and yeah. I'm telling you... Everybody flocked that NXT. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to see it in the segment-by-segment ratings tomorrow. However much the Dark Order segment goes down, this segment goes up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a great. Yeah. I want to see what that turns out to be, actually. Good call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was a fantastic match. Doesn't Riddle need a title at some point? I don't know. I think on the main roster, yeah. I think here. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they could do it, but I, I think he's so over. I don't really think it does anything yeah. for him. What does it do for him? Yeah. Although I, I do, I do feel like it might be coming point for Adam Cole to to drop it at, soon. I feel like he's cooling off a bit. I think that this is the problem with having all of the gold on the undisputed era is that it's just all there. It's you know what? You know yeah. we criticize AEW for not doing the in ring promos. NXT is not doing it at all. You know, and oh, yeah. uh, they really should be doing that with Adam Cole because he's you know you got this great talker who's not doing any talking. Yeah, and the budget to keep him fresh for when he does eventually get. Do you guys think he'll be called up? Uh, I, I, seemed, I think eventually. I feel like right now, Raw and SmackDown are pretty set for the foreseeable future. Yeah, maybe around Mania time. Maybe he's better off. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's the only thing. He has all the tools. I can see the size hurting him. Me too. But he's got the look, and a lot of times that helps overcome it a bit. Mm-hmm. So Riddle won that match. Afterwards, he went to uh, fist bump Grimes, but Grimes was not having any of it. Mm. Saw Dominic Dijakovic warming up backstage for the main event. Dijakovic. Dijakovic? There's no K. The Kovic doesn't get said. Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Jesus. (laughs) Dijakovic. It's between what we said. Dijakovic. (laughs) You know what's funny? If you go back like a year, I swear to God, we were a little more on point. Now with three <laughs> nights a week of wrestling, two shows at once, it's, all this marathons, these pay per views. That's a ridiculous name they gave him. Why couldn't they just keep his normal name? His normal I, name. If he gets called the main roster, Vince is dropping that last name so fast. You're going to be seeing Don, you know. He could be a star, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Morrow had a video. Uh, Morrow showed us a video from earlier with NXT General Manager William Regal announcing that the women's tag team champions Oscar and Kerry Sane will be defending their titles next Wednesday against the winners of tonight's tag, uh, the women's division tag team match. But then we had Brazongo versus the Forgotten Sons. Mm-hmm. Brazongo having a surprise partner tonight, and that was Isaiah Swerve Scott. Smooth Scott, right? That was Swerve. Is a swerve, Jesus. Who is swerve on... I, don't, I just like the name Swerve. Swerve is brilliant. Why well, is he that is? Was this No, he he had lost a match a couple weeks. Yeah, ago. Yeah, we saw him do an enhancement match. Why has it taken this long for a wrestler to use Swerve in their name? Yeah, you're right. This Swerve. Why does that thing smooth? I don't know. 
because it's a dated reference from a <laughs> dated writer. No. <laughs> How often do you find that you have to explain the wrestling terminology you use in your day-to-day life, Matt, when you're in a business I meeting? When I first started, I swore I would never talk like these guys. I would never talk like that. I, I was friends with Nova. He's my first wrestler, along with Ray Trailer. He's my second one that I met when I first moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and actually hung out with socially. And they all they would do is talk like, hey, give me one of those gimmicks. Or, hey, you know, they talk in wrestler slang. I remember telling my wife, she's like, why do they talk like that? I'm like, I don't know, but shoot me if I ever talk like that. I don't know. <laughs> if I start talking like, like, hey, what's your heat with me? Or so, stuff like that. You know what I mean? You have my permission to shoot me. Um <laughs> And I swear to you guys, it was like six months in, and I was just, just completely swept up in it and talking just like him. And you can't shake it. I do it even now. Even now, sometimes in my commission meetings, you'll hear me every, like, I, I believe I did say the word gimmick in one of my meetings. <laughs> um, seriously, it's so funny, but it's like part of your everyday language. You cannot get rid of it. I find yeah. myself saying pop and heat in real, yeah. in real life. Very common, yeah. Because people, actually people do get that, at least usually yeah. normal people do. But yeah. pop, they have no clue, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going <laughs> over. <laughs> the word over general. <laughs> Tweeted last night, I legitimately used the term pot committed in a business email because of this damn podcast and Labar introducing that to my vocabulary. Yeah. Just pick up these bad habits. They're so hard to break. Uh, Brazongo with uh, the big entrance tonight, coming out dressed as pilots, teaming with Isaiah Swerve Scott against the Forgotten Sons, and Isaiah Scott and Brazongo picking up the win. What did you think of this match, man? Good. The Forgotten Sons, uh, I'm happy for, obviously. You guys see who's in part of that group, right? Yes. You Gunner or? Gunner. Yeah. So I'm happy for him, but uh, I don't know how good that gimmick's going to be on TV, TV. Um, It seems like a sanity kind of thing that would, I don't see it lasting on main roster. Yeah, I mean, which is the same because Gunner can work. Gunner's always been able to work. Always. He's got the look, the size. Everything. Sometimes it's that stuff backstage. Sometimes it's how you handle it, which everybody loves him. Everyone gets along with him great. But sometimes it's that, you know, Letting the writers know, without being a jerk about it, that you know you deserve better than what they write for you. Sometimes it's a tough, tough line not to cross. It's unfortunate that more people didn't watch TNA when you had that feud with James Storm because they did a great oh. job, and that was kind of like a making feud. Like that could that can make someone if it's done on a, a large scale. Seriously, the dude can go. Like AJ was telling me about him back in they used to wrestle on NWA Wildside years ago mm-hmm. when. One of our he, he was one of our, like, our bodyguards and security guards for TNA for the longest time. I'm like, how's this jacked up guy not like on our roster yet? And AJ's like, I don't know. He can work. Yeah, he some can, people. Oh. Yeah, and and to your point, Matt, uh, the Forgotten Sons. Maybe maybe they break him off. Maybe he gets the experience, and then they do a split or something. So I'll say this: it was not overdone tonight. But even the sidebar video with Roderick Strong talking about his comments about the triple threat tonight, Killian mm-hmm. Dane standing next to a fire, wrapping tape around his fingers. I like these promos I like just enough. I like that. I like the Killian yeah. Dane. And I like that they're stylized. It's not all backstage like those awkward interviews with Ricochet. It, you know, Ricochet, it, tell us about your match against AJ tonight. And it just it gives them depth. It yeah. gives them a little bit more context to who they are. It's something as simple as that. Think about it. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's not him like staring at a monitor awkwardly standing sideways. <laughs> so we got uh, Leo Rush on commentary while Angel Garza versus Jack Gallagher happened tonight in the cruiserweight division. I loved Jack Gallagher. I don't know what the hell he did wrong. He to me was it. Yeah, I, I actually was expecting Jack Gallagher to win this because Leo's really? kind of positioned as a babyface. So I thought Jack could be a great heel against Leo, you know, to kind of get Leo's title reign off the, yeah. you know, uh, going. Garza, I, I can I see big things for him down the line, but it just doesn't feel like the right dynamic. They're going to have a, a fun match, but outside of that, as far as two personalities, I, th- I thought Leo and, and Gallagher could have been it. He's so good. Gallagher's so good and damn entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he was a victim of uh, the transitions in NX or in 205 Live with uh, Enzo and it becoming a character driven show and then going to completely competition based. I feel like he got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. But they did yeah. the right thing by keeping him off. So I think I'd rather be kept off of something. I never understood that. Cornet used to say that. I told you that. Never get any on you. Try not to get any on you when they're mm-hmm. not fighting for you. I was like, wow, damn, I want to be on TV. Is right when I was breaking from being a bodyguard for Cornette and starting being a wrestler. Every week, I'm like, damn, they're not starting me wrestling yet. When are they going to pull the plug on and start this, Jimmy? You really want to be part of this mess right now? He's like, wait, wait. We're Mm -hmm. going to be getting creative. Dutch will be taking over eventually. Things like that. Um, You know what I mean? Because you don't want want what they do put you out there in something crappy. That's worse than not being on it all, believe it or not, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. What was after that? Um, I was just uh, going to say, isn't it worse that the more time goes on, the more it becomes believable that Jim Cornette needs a bodyguard? I feel like <laughs> every day more and more, I believe a, it more and more. probably just a favor to him to get me on TV, but then once they <laughs> I can talk, I was off and running, you know? Yeah. Uh, we had a number one contenders match for the women's tag team titles uh, through NXT contenders. Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai versus Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke. I got to be honest, I'm not surprised necessarily that Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox won this match. I was surprised how short this match was. I mean, this did not seem like Shafir and Duke were on par with Baszler and Ronda Rousey in being defeated tonight in relative short order. I, I, I like the unpredictability of the timing, though. I like that. I don't, you know, I think plus, that's where AEW goes wrong sometimes. They, they go too long with every single match sometimes. And plus, they're not ready. They're still not even close to ready. So keep it short and sweet. Let them get experience. And yeah, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai are baby faces. Kabuki Warriors are now mm-hmm. heels. Makes all, I thought this made complete sense. So we got next week Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae, Cameron Grimes versus Tyler Bate, and the Kabuki Warriors defending against Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Then we had a triple threat for the NXT North American title Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Roderick Strong, with Roderick retaining tonight. What did you think of this match, Matt? And at any point, did you think the title was changing hands? I did it. They're great falses too. Very believable falses, but no, no, because when a big man wins that title, it's generally not going to be in a three-way. It's going to be in a big two singles match, generally speaking. And I, and it, I don't know. I just thought of it, Roddy coming out of it somehow. Yeah, it didn't seem like it, it, they're building to a Keith Lee title reign yet, or or Dijakovic. Um, I, I see Dijakovic there. 
probably sooner than later, or if not, he's, if he doesn't get to the main roster first. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought Strong was maintained. I mean, especially if they didn't have, if he just won it from Velveteen Dream, you know, just like four weeks ago or whatever it was. So it, it just seemed way too soon. Yeah. Uh, after that match, Strong raising the NXT North American title high as the Undisputed Era entered the ring and joined him. Then interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa with his crutch, interrupted by Johnny Gargano. Out comes Finn Balor. I'm thinking, who's the fourth man going to be in this face-off? And then Balor, like, kicks Gargano in the head. They all start beating up Ciampa. What a surprise ending to go out on. That was our beating Gargano. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought he kicked Gargano. Gargano went out. I don't know. They all got beat up, and Finn was in on the beating. He prompted the beating with at the end. Doing the finger guns. Yeah. Heel yeah. Heel Balor was leaving the ring. Uh, the Undisputed Era were in the ring. They were kind of flashing their signs, but Finn never flashed it back. And he just did the pointing, you know, shooting guns at, at Johnny Gargano. So never really joined the Undisputed Era. I hope he doesn't. But uh, it's cool. Finn looks badass as a heel. If Finn is a blank slate. In NXT, they can literally do anything with him. I think this will be different. Yeah, because him going back as a babyface, it just felt just felt done. And this feels this feels fresh. This feels new because he hasn't been a heel yet in WWE or in NXT. Yeah. So Matt, because everybody likes to argue about which is better, who do you give the win to tonight between the two shows? Ooh. I will say tonight was closer for me than other nights. I still go through AEW. I, I said it all. I could pick whichever room to permanently stay in and watch the show. And it's generally my bedroom, AEW, with uh, NXT out here as the secondary TV. So for me, AEW held my kept my attention more. Raj? Same here. I, I agree. I thought it was the closest week. But, you know, outside the Finn thing, I, I thought NXT was, it was fine. It was, you know, good. I, uh, and I thought AEW was really good. So um, I, I, I give the nod to AEW, but it was close because of that Finn Balor heel turn. Yeah, I said at the beginning of the show, like for like news, bit you know newsworthy things as far as that goes, the, the Balor you know heel turn was probably the thing of the night, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, let me tell you who the biggest loser is this week, and that's WWE 2K20, the new video game that just came out yesterday. Uh, it is glitchy as hell. You've not seen the videos going around on Twitter with people's oh. hair flying off. There is, uh, there is. You got to see the Charlotte referee video. It is, it is something to behold. It's like Charlotte getting accosted by this referee. Yeah, this uh, Kevin so Owens winning by pinfall in a Money in the Bank match. Like, there's just some crazy shit. So, Raj, what's the story on the development? So there is just backlash to this game, like there's never been for a, a WWE video game before. I mean, it's all the Sports Illustrated has an article about it. CNET, IGN, not the Sports um, Illustrated. The Sports Illustrated. IGN big. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just getting shredded. I guess they there was a version of the game that you could buy. It's supposed to have an autographed copy by Edge. People got it, it and it has a picture of Edge, but no autograph. So Edge tweeted out, he's filming a movie, he doesn't know, someone messed up, he doesn't know who it was, but he's going to set up a P.O. box when he's done filming and, and we'll take care of it. But it's, it was just, it's just been a disaster. Um, and, uh, you know, so 2K Sports was with, uh, 2K, with a developer called Ukes. 
and and they have parted ways this past August uh, after a twenty year partnership, and apparently that probably has a lot to do with it. Uh, that Ukes had concerns with their relationship with Two K Sports, so they went off and they're developing their own wrestling game. So, um, yeah, it's just been it, it's so uh, fixed. WWE Two K Twenty has been training on Twitter all week. Here comes the pain. My, for my money, was the best one. Um, I, I heard that they were supposed to do a remake of it, but supposedly use the same engine from that or something like to that effect. Glenn, does that sound familiar? You you mean for this or you? Here comes the pain. From here, from here comes the pain. So they, that? yeah, it's something like that because the, after Ukes left, 2K had to go back to some old engine and yeah. like use that engine. I think it's a PS1 engine and uh, <laughs> revamp it. Yeah, yeah so right. yeah, so PlayStation's giving refunds. It's uh, it's to people who bought it. It's been it's been a mess. What's crazy is that Here Comes the Pain was actually really really good at the time. It was really ahead of its time, but. Yeah. That really versus today's tech is terrible, but yeah. Well, my favorite wrestling game of all time is still pro wrestling on the NES. Starman, <laughs> yeah. yeah, King Slender and Fighter Hayabusa. Starman would do like that standing backflip drop kick to your chest. Yeah, he'd do that like flying elbow thing. Oh, Amazon, oh, Amazon, yeah. bite your head. <laughs> King Corn Carn. It's kind of similar, but yeah, so. 2K, uh, yeah, bad week for WWE. Their stock's been dropping. CNN has an article saying that the stock was probably dropping because the ratings are down and they feel like the ratings are reflecting popularity. Got some good, a little good news this week. Uh, the football was a blowout, so Raw uh, was up uh, in their ratings this week, 3%. Uh, still one of the top 10 low shows of all time that they've done, but it was up 2.76% uh, to 2.342 million viewers. The big reason was because they didn't drop as much from hour one to hour three because, like, Monday Night Football had the big game. So they actually started off lower than last week but finished stronger than last ask week. You a question. If they don't turn things around and the ratings keep dwindling, after their contract – comes up for like USA and the contract comes up for Fox. Do you think people like just pass on them? It's a long time, right? It's five years. Um, and who knows how bad the TV industry is in. I mean, WWE has declined quickly um, from when they signed with Fox. They were actually so SmackDown last year beat on USA beat what SmackDown on Fox did the last week. But SmackDown on Fox, uh, USA last year also was the SmackDown 1000. So it's kind of an unfair comparison. But, uh, but there are stock implications. Vince McMahon has been telling stockholders that, that this Fox move is going to be a big boon to the company. And now you're seeing that it's not. I mean, it's impossible to say where they'll be in five years. And I'm not just saying it's give them a cheap plug. They've done an amazing job of promoting the hell oh, yeah. out of it. The graphics even are awesome. You ever see the graphics like before the match starts? Yeah. The, just like they do on NFL game day, they do the same type of thing. Um, it looks so cool. So they're getting all the help from the damn network. This is writing oh, yeah. once again. Yeah, you watch football on Fox. You're seeing it constantly. So – all that new audience that came into tune in that first week basically left because now they're at numbers where they've basically been. So can't blame the network. Can't, can't blame the wrestlers either. Get get the, the only thing, the only thing they've not tried is <laughs> can all of the writers bring back well, wrestlers. 
Really, it's Vince, though, right? Because, I mean, you hear every former writer talk about their ideas yeah, and their stuff. Talk to the wrestlers, especially like a Kevin Nash and people like that. Yeah. The way he does and jabrones these writers. These writers are kids. They're, they they shit their pants around the guy. Oh, Kevin no. Nash ain't doing that. I'm not, yeah. I've, like, I've been someone like that. I, yeah. Okay. I mean, you just look at the promos that Jericho's cutting right now compared to yeah. what you're seeing. They have to at least try. Vince is good. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Succession on HBO, and all I keep thinking is like, this is what the McMahon family, this is like what's going on there. You got the old out of touch patriarch that just won't let go. Well, he might have to if if the XFL you know starts taking off or has any success. At least during the season, he's going to have to you know yeah to do something divide his time. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. I think CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk. He the Fox update. He says he hasn't been contacted by him, even though uh, there were reports that they were impressed by him and were likely going to make him an offer. But Punk says he hasn't heard anything. He's interested yeah. in the gig. Hasn't heard anything. Impressed by him for for what? Uh, just how good he is on camera, you know, t- you know, in that kind of setting as far as an analyst on the show. And he's been doing MMA commentary, so he, oh. he, he, he's good at that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's for that camp backstage TV show role. And then the last thing, AJ Styles is going to be defending his U.S. title at Crown Jewel. They're going to have a 20-man battle royal, and the winner of that's the battle royal is going to take place that night. They didn't say who's in it. And the winner of that faces AJ later in the show for the title. So there you go. And they're also going to do world cup tag team turmoil match um, with the winners being crowned the greatest tag team of the world. We saw how that worked out last week, last year with Shane winning, but uh, there we go. So maybe it'll be Shane and Stephanie winning. We will see. There you have it. Uh, He is BP Matt Morgan on the Twitter, on the Instagram. And uh, everywhere else, he's Raj Gary underscore three hundred three. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all your latest wrestling news. We will be back on Friday night to talk about SmackDown on Fox. Until next time, we will catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.